On-demand listening is made possible by Bellarmine University. Grounded in the liberal arts and sciences, Bellarmine offers over 50 majors and 15 graduate and advanced degree programs. More at bellarmine.edu. <laughs> it's wild and woolly, big unruly me. Time to talk with our good friend Todd Bashir of Wild and Wooly Video, who brings by a good friend of his, Will Oldham, also known as Bonnie Prince Billy. And Will has a brand new record, which we will talk about and actually hear something from in just a little bit. First, though, I want to welcome uh, you guys to the studio. Thanks for coming by, as always. Hello. Hello. It's good to be here. (laughs) You guys go way back. When did you, how how long have y'all had a friendship? How long has that been? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Twenty-seven well, years or something like that. Wow, that's good. Something that, like that. I would have never been able to come out in that. Ah, we eighty-six, eighty-seven, wow. something like that. Right? Did y'all go to high I school together? Might, it might have been a little bit before that, actually. I worked at the pet well, shop. Before eighty-six was eighty-five, and I don't think yeah. we knew each other in eighty-five. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Did you uh, work at the pet stop, pet store? Yeah, yeah, I got to know. Was that it. Hall's pet store? Howler's. Howler's. Yeah. Hey, Howler's. Yeah, Howler's. Howler's. yeah Howler's. I got. Yeah. I met him and Britt Walford from Slint uh, at the pet shop, and I, mm. you know, I, I was a fan of the band Britt was in at the time. What was Maurice. the name of that band? Maurice. Maurice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. So. Um, but the people, I don't know, how should I say it? So I knew they were guys who were in the music scene, and like I'd, I bet I'd seen Will at the Maury's shows and yep. stuff. And mm-hmm. So we kind of got to know each other that way initially. Yeah. Fish people. It was a fish yeah. thing. At I was going to ask, yeah. what was the animal that kind of bonded yeah. things? But the, pe- <laughs> the people who uh, worked at the pet store, well, they... I mean, they liked me, but they thought I was weird. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> how dare they? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they were sweet folks. They were. They were yeah. awesome. And I still see Danny, the owner, fairly regular. What does after. he do? Play golf. He's retired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> so I, I, uh, I don't remember it explicitly with Will, but you know mm. they, they would. Uh, it was an interesting place to work, but I'm pretty sure when these guys, when Britt and Will would come in, it'd be like, Todd, it's your customer, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they could probably tell we were cut from the same cloth or whatever, you know? Right. So, yeah. Uh, that, that got it going, I all guess. All right. Yeah. It's been a long history ever since. Yeah. So what films did you all check out and what are we going to be talking about today? What's well, new on DVD? Uh, let's see. The first one is Chef. It's a what they call a foodie movie, I guess you could say, with uh, John Favreau, and he directed it as well about a guy that... Uh, it's a feel-good movie about a guy that owns a food truck. Got really good reviews. I heard good things about it, yep. yes. Uh, and then the one that I believe both of us have seen is a... Uh, they call it a neo-film noir southern gothic kind of thing called cold in july uh with sam shepherd don johnson and michael c hall and i was as i was telling will before we came on it wasn't quite there for me but i i guess i would still recommend it but there are certain things about it that don't i can't give it an unequivocal recommendation there are a few things that didn't quite click but i did enjoy the 
story and the setting and the darkness of it all. And Sam Shepard was awesome. Yeah, uh, Sam Shepard was really good. And was there another person in it besides those people that you listed there? Uh, I can't not, remember. Yeah. yeah, not the... I mean, the female lead, I, I'm not sure who she was that played Michael C. Hall's wife. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, it's about a guy who uh, shoots an intruder and then things kind of transpire from there. I'm trying to not give away the plot, really. And but, it's from a book by Joe Lansdale, who's written a bunch of these neo-noir sort of modern modern takes on trashy crime fiction. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it had the same feel. I don't know. I told the guys at the store, I said, well, I liked it, but it's not as good as Joe, the one with Nicolas Cage that just came out, or Blue Ruin. Did you see I didn't one see of those? that. I've seen them both on the wall at Wild and Wild, yeah, but I haven't seen uh, But movies with similar feels that I like better, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. it it's worth Seeing, you know, I love Sam Shepard. Kind of yeah. He's really good in this movie, and mm-hmm. it's it's cool. There was a movie a number of years ago that was a Vim Benders movie with him and Jessica Lang, and the movie's not that good, but they're both so good. And weren't they married? They were married at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And then Sam Shepard supposedly lives or has a house in Midway, Kentucky. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah he has a farm there. And then he was in Mud, which I didn't recognize him at first. It, did you saw Mud? Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, I kept yeah. thinking that's. God, that looks like Sam Shepard. Sure yep, enough, yep. it was. Um, any any other films to mention? Uh, we have a comedy with Owen Wilson, Zach Galifianakis, and Amy Poehler mm. called Are You Here? That I think it got pretty bad reviews all the way around. Uh, <laughs> a, I would call it a comedy, but a dark, brutally dark, yet <laughs> a parody, uh, Space Station 76. It's kind of a parody of 70s it's kind of a, t- a send-up of like uh space 1999 it's a space tv show space soap opera but so it's really funny and i i've laughed out loud but then the way of they're dealing with human relationships and stuff it's like so brutal that it's just like man this is dark you know but I, but i liked it uh you know it reminded me of like a todd haynes movie or something like that where it's kind of retro and whatever but then or like the ma- sam rockwell moon movie or the sunshine movie and yeah, they're yeah like melodramatic sci-fi and- but Taking it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, uh, but it's got Patrick Wilson, Liv Tyler, and Matt Bomer. I guess how you say his mm-hmm. last name. So, yeah. can recommend that one too. Uh, although, if you're looking for just some yucks, I would not recommend it actually. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> and then the one I brought to give away is uh, Transformers: Age of Extinction. This is a Blu-ray and a DVD, and uh, it's got Mark Wahlberg and lots of stuff blowing up and. Wise cracking robots, so for <laughs> somebody would enjoy having that. Okay, so. well, we'll give that away here in just a couple of minutes. Wanted to talk with Will Oldham first, who's uh, who's with us today. You heard his voice just chiming in there about the films and stuff. And um, uh, Will has a new album, Singer's Grave, A Sea of Tongues. Yeah. Is the name of it. So I'm excited about this, Will. Thank you for bringing it along. My pleasure. Did your mom do the artwork? 
No, uh, she did a little drawing. Or, or there's, uh, she didn't. Well, she did a little drawing that that I incorporated on the inside oh, okay. uh, artwork. Because she that, has done she's some done a bunch, in the past. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. was a friend, Sammy Harkham, who's been doing artwork with me since I See a Darkness since about '98. I guess that was. Oh and, wow! Yeah. And he's done some collaborative work with my mom in the past, and so. Always nice to have them working together, whether they know it or not. Right. Now, uh, where did you record this record? Recorded it in Nashville at Beach House uh, Studio, which is run by a fellow named Mark Nevers, and made started making records with him with Master and Everyone, and whenever that was, 2002 or three mm-hmm. or four, and then made Greatest Palace music with him, and then uh, Lie Down in the Light. And he wrote last year and said, he thought that we had an unfinished trilogy and asked if I would consider undertaking a, a third part because he didn't count the greatest palace music. Mm. And so we got to work in the wintertime, January, January, yep, down there in Nashville. I just noticed the McCreary sisters are on here. Yeah. It was, I mean, Great it's, it's singers, a pretty yeah. exciting group of musicians on this record. But yeah. With the McCreary's, they're, they're kind of all over the record, but it's... The way it ended up getting sequenced, they don't come in until after the first third or so. So it's neat because they're a huge force, uh, and they bring a lot of you know a lot of color and character to to the record. So it's nice that they don't bring it until later on. Yeah, and then um, Emmett Kelly. I know you've worked with Emmett quite a bit. Often, often, often. We just got back from the Netherlands a couple of making me a week ago, maybe. Oh yeah, wow, yeah, was yeah. that a good trip? It was fantastic. We just played eight shows in seven days in these little like hundred seat church churches across the country so it gave us an excuse to wander around with short drive times and no sound checks and just enjoy our company and the company of the people we were traveling with and it was nice sounds wonderful now you said um the producer that you worked with said that this you know you need to finish out a trilogy Mm. were you aware that it was that there was like, what is it? What makes it a trilogy? Recurring well, themes, a storyline. What I liked that he asked that because I, he had his own thing in mind. I don't know. Maybe it's just this sense that we have, you know, based on our Christian heritage, that things should come in threes. Uh, but I, I had been in my own mind thinking about other another idea of finishing a trilogy, and I said, well, I don't have that trilogy in mind, but I have another one. Can we just kill two birds with one stone and I'll finish mine you finish yours we'll do it on the same dime and the same clock and he said yeah that sounds good so I have no idea he just I think he just you know liked the idea of things coming in threes and doing one more all right we never have to work together ever again (laughs) now in addition to this new record from Bonnie Prince Billy Singer's Grave A Sea of Tongues you also have a new vinyl release so the deal was what we usually like to do with Drag City, and we've done it for a decade or so, is you know the the stores that buy direct from a record label pay a slightly higher price and have uh, uh, arguably maybe a, a closer relationship with their customers as well. So we've oftentimes, as a reward for all of those things, make something interesting or fun or special or different and put it with the first shipment or two of, of a new release uh, to go to these direct accounts to the to the stores and so this time we over the past year when we did that Everly Brothers record with Don McCarthy so loved. there was a song so sad um, to watch good love go bad was sold like the Dickens for some reason we couldn't figure out why on iTunes hmm. so as an experiment 
last year I started making these iTunes only singles with, uh, you know, uh, bringing together an incredible pool of, of talent from here in, in town, just trying to figure out why, you know, why, and we could never figure, never figured it out, but we did have a good time making these songs. And so compiled them along with a couple of extra songs on the end, including a, a, a new, uh, Everly song recording at the end. And, and it's super, I mean, it's super limited. I mean, I think it's gone. I think it's gone. And which is kind of frustrating because. Oh, wow. It's. Yeah. I, I asked Rex because <laughs> I wanted to like give uh, copies to, to Rhodey and, and Cheyenne and, uh, and Mary. Uh, and so I said, can I have a few extra copies? And they said, we, we don't have extra copies. You know, they were all packaged with the record and we've shipped them all out. We've sold them all. So, uh, <laughs> That's it. You know, usually I have at least, you know, 10, 20, 30 copies lying around the house that I could give to a friend in a year, for example. Yeah. You never heard that record? Let me give you a copy. Let me trade you a copy. I don't have any now. I don't have any. So, Or even to someone who was actually on the record. Yeah. I mean, they gave, they sent me a box of the of the two, two packs so I could rip the two packs apart or give them a copy of the new record if they want that. I don't know if they do, but okay. but it's, uh, it's a super fun record. Oh, yeah. no doubt about it. And it's also got some, you said some country and western covers on it. And... Yeah. So that was the idea is trying to figure out maybe... Maybe it was so sad. Uh, did people download it because it was maybe the biggest Everly's hit on that record, and mm -hmm. they just or so we I recorded a bunch of hit songs essentially. Like there's a Neo song and a uh, some uh, a Tim McGraw song and uh, Drake. I think there's a Drake song on here wow. and a Kesha Kesha song. Okay. And then, then there's a song from Greece because the other theory that we had was that maybe people thought that it was the so sad. No, no, it was devoted to you. That's what they, they downloaded uh, so much, and so people thought maybe it was from the we Greece, the, yeah, the yeah. Livy Newton John. <laughs> yeah, so we did. There are worse things I could do. That was with Craig Wagner. Uh, oh, cool. Which we also we did that live at the there was a Chili Rago sort of party show at Headliners maybe six months or eight months or something uh -huh. like that ago, and we did that there as well. Oh, fun. Well, but yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Well, I'll tell you fun. what, as soon as we get our turntable fixed, yeah, it's that's on the what fritz. Everybody says. It's on the fritz right now. We are going to play that. But in the meantime, we also want to play the uh, new album from Bonnie Prince Billy. So how about we feature this song? This comes from Singer's Grave, A Sea of Tongues. The song we're going to hear is called We're Unhappy, which you said has banjo on it. Who's playing banjo? His, he's, he's, he's in the group called the Steel Drivers. Does that sound like a band? It does. Uh, they're like a big, I think they're sort of a semi sessiony country supergroup Nashville. They've made a couple records. His name is Richard. Uh, shoot, I'm looking on the album, but I'm I'm not finding it right away. But look for Richard. Richard, Richard Bailey. Richard Bailey, of there course. There it is. Richard Bailey plays yeah. banjo on this song. We're yeah. unhappy. And so it's yeah, it's exactly. Okay. It's like the Steve Martin says. You know, you can't really have an unhappy banjo song. <laughs> so it's a nice true. little contrast between the title and the, the feel of the song. And the McCreary's are all over this in an absolutely beautiful way. Wonderful. All right. Well, that's what we're going to play for you right now. And while we're doing that, we're also going to give away a copy of Transformers now on DVD. What was the full title, Todd? I can't remember uh, all that. Transformers Age of Extinction. Okay. Well, that wasn't as yeah. hard as I thought. Yeah. Transformers Age of Extinction. We'll give that tier to uh, caller number six. Our studio line, 8149-375-814-WFBK. Nothing is better 
On-demand listening is made possible by Bellarmine University. Grounded in the liberal arts and sciences, Bellarmine offers over 50 majors and 15 graduate and advanced degree programs. More at bellarmine.edu.